This is Lady Talk Radio, your space for real conversations about real life and real ways to improve yours. What's up, lady? Welcome back to Lady Talk Radio. I am your host, Stacey Ray, and I'm stoked to welcome you back to the show. This is episode number 54 with Brandon Bozarth, and this podcast, as always, is brought to you by WeAreLadyAlpha.com, our online and offline community for ambitious women, where we start conversations that empower you and help move you forward so you can have the fierce and fulfilling life you know you won't. If you are digging our vibe here, and I mean, hopefully you're digging the vibe. I mean, otherwise, why would you be here? Because I hope that you're not doing a lot of things in your life that you don't dig. But maybe you want to expand on this conversation. You can join us in our free online Facebook community called The Lady Posse. The link to do that is in the show notes of this episode, or you can just search us out on Facebook and we will add you in. So if you've been looking for a crew, maybe you're an ambitious woman and you want some support, you just want to kick it with people, you want to collaborate with people, this is your space. So if this is your first time tuning in, the warmest welcome to you. You are actually listening in about midway to our Masculine May series where we are hearing from men who are doing the work in our communities and want to come on the show and share their expertise, their insights, their exploration on a range of topics, and most importantly, learn from them how we can more fully understand, love, and stand for and with men. It has been so interesting hearing from men this month. I know how much you guys have been loving it. I've got some amazing episodes to still share with you. So make sure you are subscribed to the show. And I literally loved having this conversation with Brennan. If you don't know who he is, he is a speaker. He's a coach of transformation and human potential. And he holds workshops and retreats internationally, bringing science, spirituality, psychology, and his intuitive abilities to create powerful transformational experiences for his clients. And he is amazing. In this conversation, we dove deep into why men lie. Such a powerful piece to this whole puzzle. And I know so many of us are curious about this. So I love that Brennan really brought it on this conversation and lots of ideas around relationship dynamics, different practices that we can take on, some juicy insights on how to understand men more fully. So I can't wait to share this with you. As always, I would love to hear your insights or takeaways. So feel free to send them my way. So lady, let's get into it. Hey, Brandon, welcome to Lady Talk Radio. I'm so excited to have you on the show and get to have a convo with you. Woo! I'm really excited to be here. This topic, <laughs> you know, there's so much power around this topic and not a lot of people talk about it. So I'm just excited to share what I know. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for your willingness to go in on this because this is a pretty big, this is a pretty big topic. And I feel like pretty much everyone, men, women, children would love to know <laughs> more about this. So I feel really good about this topic too. Before we jump into that, we're opening up these conversations with this question. So take it wherever you want to go with it. What do you want women to know about men or the masculine? Hmm. Interesting. So <clears throat> when I think of masculinity, I think of purpose-driven. I think of linear thinking. I think of problem-solving. And it's a very easy fallback state to go to. So a lot of times in a relationship, you'll, I'll speak in terms of relationship and then kind of in general, but in terms of relationship, you have, if your partner, if the woman feels um, upset or there's some sort of challenge, men automatically go to, how do, what's the solution? How do I fix it? Where a lot of times if the guy was just quiet and let the feminine just be expressed as it wanted to, the problem would get solved. She'd figure it out because she already knows anyway. <laughs> So it's like this whole problem solving, let's just fix or let's move forward, or I'm focusing on achievement and purpose. Know that that focus is never because you're not good enough or deserving of the attention, or it's just the default like kind of program that runs, right? So a lot of times we get upset, you know, the feminine will say, hey, don't try to fix me. I'm not broken. Can spend more time with me. You're doing, you're spending too much time at work, but what you're doing in that moment is you're judging him for the way he's being. And anytime that that happens, you're further validating that, even if you don't know it, because you're matching that energy. It's like, if I said, you know what, you're bad and you shouldn't do that. That person that feels bad and that they shouldn't do that. They don't want that to be true. They don't want that to be validated. They don't want to say, you're right. I am bad. I'm going to stop. They're going to say, no, I'm not. And they're going to defend or their ego is going to flare up. Something will happen. So 
the response can always be, and this can go from uh, the masculine side to the feminine as well, is validating what they're doing. You just validate what they're doing. And it seems so like counterintuitive, but when someone is so, you know, if a man is so in his purpose or a man is just trying to solve your problem, if he's validated in that, right? Like, oh, I know what you're doing. Thank you for that. But it's not what I need and that's okay. If that's what, if they know that, then then they're willing to change. If they think they're doing something wrong, then they'll just try to logic their way out of it. So right. the balancing of the divine, the divine masculine, and divine feminine, it's not about controlling or changing or even guiding one to be a certain way. It's about validating it in its entirety and let, letting your state not change. If you remain in that feminine essence and you're not changed and getting into the masculine flow, you're going to give him permission to do the same. You might come to a solution that works for you through a totally different way that was more feminine oriented. And he goes, oh, I see how that's now a possibility for me because you're being it, you're doing it. You're not letting me control you. So any, anytime there's like this, oh, I want to control you or you should or should not, we're already like digging ourselves into a ditch. Yeah. We're already conditional, yeah? So good. Radical acceptance of, oh, I know what this isn't about you. I know this is you being in your masculine. Let me take what I need from that and keep moving. Not like, oh, this is about me. This is something he's implying something's wrong. We start, we, we, it's easy for us to make those moments or that energy about us when in reality, it's an operating system. It's like he just downloaded an app on his phone called, I'm just going to be really fucking logical and masculine. (laughs) whoever he you know whatever contact is in his phone while that's running will experience the same thing it has nothing to do with you and it's hard not to take things personal sometimes especially when it's an intimate in an intimate relationship Mm -hmm. but just that second awareness it's all energy so as you are aware that he's in his masculine and this is kind of the role it's almost like you're stepping above and observing saying oh i see he's in his masculine it's not about me it's just his his program running what do i want from that and what do i need and what don't i need and this can all be your own silent little mind game you don't have to voice it it's just a state of being during during those types of interactions yeah right you'll be more in your power yeah this is really i like where we're going already in this conversation just busting myths i dig it i particularly like what you said about like when we're when we're showing up in that energy, it's like we're just meeting them there. We're just meeting them in this in this kind of energy, right? That doesn't really actually create what we want anyways. Yeah. 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 We just yeah. have a right versus wrong, yeah. which we're already in duality. We're already in illusion. We're already in something that at the end of the day won't matter as mm-hmm. far as it's not going to create growth. Oh, you're right and I'm wrong. Okay. You're not going to grow from just declaring because that right and wrong is subjective. It's, yeah. There's no... So just that battle, you're already playing at a level that's not going to allow that relationship to grow. Like Andrea and I will have never had a right or wrong argument. And I just, I just feel so lucky that both of us were at a place before we met where we could understand that that's not something that's necessary. Right. So then it's like, Oh, that's your point of view. And this is mine. They contradict each other. So what they can coexist. That's okay doesn't mean my wrong. It's like, we just get to flush all that out. So cool. And so if, let's say our partner was showing up in a right, wrong kind of fashion, and we had that awareness, what do you see as maybe a possibility to like invite that person into a different way of doing it? Yeah. So first of all, I'd validate their opinion. I yeah. wouldn't try to, like, a lot of times we think asking good questions is the solution. That's true. But the way you do it doesn't really matter. It's about the energy behind what you're doing. So if I if I saw like an old lady walking across the street and I thought to myself, man, if I got this on my Instagram story, people would think I'm a good person. I'm just going to go help this damn woman. I really want to, but am I really- Do it for the gram. You know? Yeah. Am I like, does she feel my energy as genuine or am I just like, come on, grandma, like kick down here. Let's make this happen. Right. So it doesn't really matter what the doing is as much. A lot of times we just have to let that spontaneously arrive in the moment. That's how we actually learn, because then we're creating from from a state of um, uh, from our higher self, not from our mind, which is bringing in ideas and concepts into that situation before it even occurs. Like, oh, this is what I should do. This is what I can do versus if my state of being in this moment is still complete 
and on love it, living in this moment, then what would I do? How, how can I just increase and, and express, right? So, but what, I'll give you just some things to feel into, but don't take these and say, oh, I, this is my one technique. I'm always, always going to use it. That's not the point. You might always use that and it might work to a certain degree, but there could be control shows up in so many subtle ways. I can be asking you a line of questions to try to lead you to an answer that I want without right. even. <laughs> totally. And we, we do this in relationships, ladies. We know, we know we do. <laughs> like, well, don't you think, you know, it might be kind of unfair that you're doing that. And like, you're already <laughs> something like you're doing something wrong. And the, 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 the core understanding is everyone is always doing the best with what they know. Yeah. In their world, this is the best option, even if to you it seems ridiculous. One thing I hear in relationships so often is, you're mad about that? Oh, that doesn't even matter, though. It doesn't even matter? That's like the worst thing you could possibly (laughs) You're mad because that person flipped you off? Who cares? Who cares? Well, obviously, they're having an emotional reaction. Complexities of the personality—they're—they're they're so minute and complex since day one, and the way that the the foundation of the of your perceptive lens of reality—the way that that's formed—is literally through trillions of experiences that had to piece together who you are, what's right, what's wrong, what's pain, what's pleasure. So one thing to someone else can be the end of the world to some to another person, and it's actually real for them, and it really matters. And some of their greatest growth can come from something that to you might be so insignificant. Mm-hmm. So it's not about what happened. That That's when we're focused on, oh, well, this is what happened. You should you did this and we want to know the details and we want to, Oh, you talk to her and what do you say? And what they say, we're in like the details of what's happening. We're already so in such a dense place of trying to just find out more information. At the end of the day, we don't really want to know that we just, at that point, we're just trying to get something, some control, some leverage, some, something that we don't even need. Right. So I don't, I don't even remember what the original question was, but oh, <laughs> I, I wrap up on me, like it doesn't matter thing. Yeah. Telling your partner something doesn't matter. That's affecting them. First of all, you're invalidating their, their um, feeling. And the only way to integrate feeling is to validate it. Right. So, so you're, you're not being a, a space for growth for them. You're being a, a space of judgment and judgment is the one thing in relationship that will make someone feel unsafe. And a lack of safety causes lies or deceit, whatever it is, because if it's not safe to voice your fear or what you're you're feeling, because that person will judge you and get upset, cause arguments, whatever it may be. If it's not safe to do that, then you're just going to avoid that because it's actually more painful to experience the argument and the judgment than it is to hold in whatever you're holding on to. Yeah. Right. That you want to sit or, or, and then, and then lie about it and then say, Oh no, things are fine. It could show up as being passive aggressive or just not telling them something, mm-hmm. you know, it could be any of those things, but it's all because of safety. So with, with lying, the, the woman's or the feminine perspective or their responsibility is to take ownership over their participation in creating an environment that lacks safety. Wow. And it's, pretty radical because if someone lies to me, I have to say, I'm responsible for your lie. Mm. I have to claim that because guess what? You're experiencing it. And if you believe you're a creator of your own experience, you know that you agreed to it on some level, right? You're not a victim. People aren't just lying to you because you suck and they all want to screw you over and mess with you and play with your head. You're creating it for a, a beneficial reason. So you have to say, I'm responsible for you lying to me wow, how could I take responsibility for that? Well, what would cause a lie? Well, if you wanted to protect yourself from a future argument, oh my God, I must be in relationship or created a a relationship that has a certain dynamic that makes him feel like I'm going to judge and argue if he's speaking his truth. So a lot of times... The, the woman in the relationship will say, oh, I just, I just need to trust you. And if you break that trust, da, 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 yeah. and it's like, almost like you're done. Yeah. You yeah. We're already creating this environment of like, oh shit, if I mess up, you know, like, uh, so the minute something slips and it can be really small mm-hmm. or big, 
honestly, the thing doesn't matter. Here we go again. Like the physical thing doesn't matter, really doesn't. It only matters that if, if they're able to come to you and talk to you about it and you can accept them in that state, oh my God, you, the relationship, you just build so much trust and intimacy in the relationship. And what keeps guys from doing that most of the time is they're afraid to be vulnerable. It's like the yeah. same old story. They're afraid to be vulnerable, but more so they're afraid that they're going to be left by their girl because they're supposed to be the confident one. They're supposed to be the driver, the leader. And if they mess up and then they're like, ah, oh, a lot of guys will say something like, well, you know, it's really not a big deal. And I just rather avoid the argument. You know, this is, I hear this all the time. Yeah. I just don't drop and it doesn't really matter, you know? And if that's true, if, you know, and you would have to go case by case, but most of the time it's not true because it is a big deal mm -hmm. or it can be a big deal for them. But the fact that they're already saying, I don't want to do it because she's going to be upset or because she's going to make a big deal out of it. She's actually part of the problem and yeah. a big part because she's saying, man, if you break it, you're done. I'm going to ream you. I'm going to tear you down. You're not a, you're not a true man. You know, you're, you're toxic, all this stuff. He's going to get judged for opening his heart and saying, I totally fucked up. And most of the time guys are really defensive in that space. Yeah. Well, I did it because of this and this and that, but it's because people only have walls up because they feel like they need to be protected. Mm. Right. If they, if he didn't have to protect himself from anything, he'd have no walls. So they need to know that, look, even if you fuck up, I'm still going to love you no matter what, no matter what, I don't care what you do. Just promise. Like, let's, let's make that agreement mutual. Mm -hmm. And there's no resistance towards breaking trust there's no emotional charges around things that may alter that because you know it's so unconditional yeah see this is really cool because we've had a couple other conversations for the show and we've been talking about this dynamic of like how women show up in relationship with men or their partners and like how we can start to support men more fully trust men more fully create a container for them because we know that there's been this whole idea for God knows how long that men don't need to talk about their feelings or that men are this and women are this. And that that's, there's this sort of like real awakening happening where we're realizing, Hey, we're all the same at the core. Right. And I'm curious, like from, from an extension of this conversation, like what do you think as women, we can start to cultivate with our partners to, to create more of that safety. Um, mm -hmm. like as some like real practices in this, what do you see? Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> something that Andrea and I do, we call it instant transparency. And we say, oh, yeah. if you are triggered, because this is the number one thing that creates arguments is when a trigger is not expressed in the moment. So anytime mm -hmm. we feel a fear, um, annoyance, whatever dense emotion comes up, anxiety, insecurity, the minute that we don't express it, we're already repressing it. And repressed um, fear turns into anxiety. And anxiety being repressed and not expressed turns into depression because we're depressing it. We're like uh, pushing it down. So the sooner you can communicate what's triggering you in the moment, then the easier it is to talk about, the lighter it feels. And so here's a practical example. Some transparency is something where I'll just give this story. So it's funny. So I'm in the kitchen cooking up some dinner. Andrea and I love cooking super creative vegan dishes. And like, we make like pizza, we make like nachos, we make like tacos, <laughs> and like it's really, you look at it and you're like, how is that vegan? And I swear, I, since meeting her, I became a five-star chef. Like I used to just eat rice and like <laughs> with like no spices, like super masculine, like what's the healthiest and the easiest? <laughs> Put it down. And then she came and she's like, let's make it look nice and taste good. And I'm like, oh God, well, just taking so much time. And then I fell in love with it. Oh, Literally, yeah. I give my own little presentations on my plate. <laughs> How come I have not seen these on your Insta stories? I'm sorry. You have. You must have missed them. I'll have to send you some pictures. Seriously. Seriously. Literally <laughs> so many. So many. So um, anyway, so I'm in the kitchen and I'm talking to Andrea and I look over and I go to ask her a question and she looks down and starts texting as I'm talking to her. Hey, babe, do you think? Da, 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 da. And she's like texting and then just silence. And I feel myself getting triggered. I'm like, oh, and it starts coming up. And 
so as soon as I'm getting triggered, I go, Hey babe. And just my energy shifts. So she looked up. I'm like, I'm feeling triggered right now. It's obviously not your fault. It's something that I, you know, something that I'm carrying. And we kind of know that already. It's like a, a trigger is something that is someone is reflecting to you to bring up something that you've created that wants to be um, released. So something more true can emerge. So it's always an opportunity to grow and create further intimacy, but you have to get to the root of it and doing that with a partner can be really powerful. So hey, I'm feeling triggered that I just talked to you and you didn't respond. And she's like, Oh, and I'm like, let's, I'm, I'm just processing. I'm just doing this out loud. I'm just processing. She's like, well, what are you feeling? I'm like, um, like you just don't care about what I have to say. And you don't care. I don't, what I say isn't valuable. And then as soon as I said it, I started feeling different in relationship to that emotion. Because anytime you spot the lie and you shine your awareness on it, which is the essence of truth, the lie has to dissolve. So for me saying out loud, you on your phone makes me think I have nothing valuable to say. The question is, how is that true? Can that possibly be true? That is such a broad statement. I have nothing valuable to say. Mm-hmm. You know, here I am on a podcast and doing all this stuff. And just because she was texting, you know, in her world, she could have just, who knows? There's a million things. It's not my job to figure out what she was thinking or doing. So I was just able to voice that. And then I kind of looked at that and I looked at her and she's like, well, you know, that's not true, right? I, I think you have tons of valuable success. So do I. Huh, weird. And back back to cooking. Yeah, that was it. And like that never happened for me again. She could text and I could talk, and she could do the same thing. But that feeling, I let myself feel it in the moment. There was a moment where I felt dense, and I took a breath, and I was like, "Yeah, I just feel." And I let it into my body with full presence. I didn't resist the feeling, and this is what a lot of guys will do. They're just so angry. No, it's fine. It's fine. Like I'm fine. I'm I'm fine. You know, I'm good. Mm. I'll just walk off. I just leave. And you're like, oh, no, you're not. So you have to feel what's coming up. The easiest way to integrate any emotion is to give it your undivided attention and acknowledge that it's there. And then when you find the belief that's creating the emotion and you just find it, you just voice it, you just express it, even if it's just in your own mind, then it dissolves. It just has to dissolve. Yeah. And that's all, all you do. So I just want to be, why, so you can easily just ask yourself the question, why am I being triggered? What am I believing about this situation that's making me feel this way? What lie is present here that I'm buying into, right? Because really what she did is she helped me release that in all other areas of my life. You know, if I was on a coaching call and I spoke to someone and they started texting, I'd feel the same way with them, not just her. So this was affecting me in every area of my life. So to know that, okay, the point of a relationship, the, the point, literally, like you're contracted to somebody because they are the best person to trigger you. Why? Because your triggers are what hold, keep time and space and energy. They hold time, space, and energy. So the more that I'm triggered, the more that I, I need time to process and I can't be in my flow state. I can't be in my passion. Mm-hmm. The more space in my mind it consumes, the more energy it drains. These are the things that keep us from being our natural self. So in a relationship, we have a person that mirrors us to help us be our natural self by evoking all the things that are not our natural self, that are part of our not self or unnatural self. So we have to come into the relationship knowing, okay, I'm very attracted to this person because they're going to do a really good job at bringing my stuff up so I can integrate it. And that's Mm -hmm. our job to take responsibility for it. And what I found the best way to do that is you don't have to consciously do it. You don't have to sit down and say, Hey, let's work on ourselves. You just, (laughs) in the moment, as shit comes up, you're just honest with it. You're like, okay, I'm feeling this way. And it's great to have when you're starting the relationship or wherever you are, have this agreement that, Hey, if something comes up, just I want you to know it's always okay. And I'll never judge you. And I want to hear what comes up always, always and forever. It's only going to let, you know, it's only going to give me a deeper understanding and a look at who you really are, which is beautiful. So just that agreement going in, that's really it. And then just be in the moment, like time isn't real. A lot of times we think 
oh, now's not a good time. And sometimes it's not like, you don't want to, you know, if you're like at a red carpet event, you're like, Hey babe, I'm triggered. You know, <laughs> you don't, you don't want to, you know, this you is could, what's coming you, up for me. You yeah. could choose and say, okay, I'm going to process this later. Like, let me shelf it. And I'm going to do that later. That's fine too. But the quicker you can do it, the less your ego comes in and more mind chatter comes in and saying, well, what if they're thinking this? And what if yeah. they're doing that? Yeah. I'm still giggling about the red carpet. (laughs) But I love that. that Just the invitation of, hey, like anything that comes up for you, I have space for that. What a beautiful invitation for our partners. Wow. And even I'm thinking like, you know, I've got some amazing friendships in my life. Like even just to set that tone of like, hey, just so you know, like anything that comes up for you, like I have space for that. I can hold space for you in that, you know, like anything you bring is totally okay. I love that. Really powerful. And I know even just me saying that, I'm like, oh, that feels really good for me to have that. That feels really good for me to know that the people I love have that. Like that, that feels really good. So why wouldn't we want everybody to have it? (laughs) Yeah, and it it takes both parties not um, coming from a place of not taking anything personal. That's yeah. If I can can give one gift to any relationship, it's nothing they say or do. And like, really think about this. I'm even adjusting my posture because this is so like (laughs) okay. (laughs) Nothing they say or do has anything to do with you. That's really powerful. And think of it from like a a negative perspective. Anything negative they say or do has nothing to do with you, even if they say it does. Yeah. It's impossible. It's impossible. I can never be mad at you, Stacey. I can only be mad at the idea and the story that I have created about you, which is really about me because I'm the one that created it. Anytime I'm mad at the other person, I'm not taking responsibility. I'm not in my power. I'm saying it's your fault. And in that moment, you're already, you're already incapable of seeing a solution because you are the solution and you're already saying it can't be me. I can't fix this. You have to fix this. Right. That's not real. None of that's real. Hey lady, we will get back to this amazing conversation in just a moment, but I wanted to personally invite you to the warrior goddess retreat, a deeply nourishing and transformational retreat happening in beautiful BC, July 12th to 19th, 2018. This retreat is rooted in remembering and embodying the 10 ancient feminine and masculine archetypes for deep healing, full expression, and embodiment work that truly unleashes all of who you are. From overflowing nourishment to transformative yoga practices, dancing, deep healing work, women's circles, and more, this is for the woman who is seeking a profound connection to herself, a complete unleashing of her most authentic power and expression, and most importantly, the activation of her whole self. This retreat is brought to you by myself and my co-facilitator, Katie McDonald. You can find more details at retreatsinbc.com. We can't wait to see you there. And so many people go, oh, this is your fault. You go fix it. I've, I've heard that. I, I think that was just like romance movies. You know what? You did this. You go fix it. Boom. I have my hand up. I've totally done this. Totally yeah. done this, ladies. <laughs> Stacy has done this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, this is like my deepest shame that I've ever held was from lying. It's, I mean, if I look at my um, chart and my personality construct and like kind of like my blueprint from human design, astrology, numerology, all these things to kind of know yourself. I'm in this kind of a a default achiever, which shadow side is deceit or lying. Mm -hmm. So my first relationship, I cheated on my girlfriend in the first, I don't know, two months of us being together. I felt so bad that I told her, but I didn't tell her the whole story because that would hurt her too much. That'd be way too much for her to handle. So I, I just gave her what she could handle. And then I held it in for so long. Well, it felt like it was probably three months that I held it in. And every day it ate me alive. It was the most painful, dense experience of my life. Like it was, it was truly the most challenging thing I've I've ever done was to hold on to a lie. It was so painful right now. The, my ex at the time or my girlfriend at the time, if she knew that all I needed was acceptance and love, for this story that I created around, wow, I'm a bad person and I'm going to absolutely destroy her if I tell her the whole thing. So I'm just going to hold on to it. 
then she can actually be in her power and take full responsibility and say, what does he need right now? Not what do I need right now? And that's where we can always come from. It doesn't matter what you've done, right? It doesn't matter what anyone's done. It's what do they need? If you're in partnership, right? Because we ended up for the next three months being like off and on. She ended up finding out and then blowing up, being so angry, da 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 and then getting back together with me and then intentionally cheating on me to hurt me. Mm-hmm. So these are like the opposite of like, well, you hurt me, I hurt you type of thing. And that relationship, that's just called a toxic relationship, mm-hmm. right? So it's not about, oh man, you hurt me because I can't hurt. I, I didn't hurt her. Her idea and definition and story about what happened hurt her. Mm-hmm. So it was, oh, wow, I'm not good enough. You didn't love me. And that means something. That means I'm this. That means I'm not good enough. That means I'm, I wasn't a good girlfriend. There's something that she's creating that made my actions hurt her, right? Because if we break down every event into its core essence, it's a neutral event. There's no built-in meaning, right? right. If I, yeah. I go yeah. and I, I, do, I did what I did, that only hurts until she says, oh, well, that, mean, that must mean this or this. And it's not, it wasn't her fault. Because it's just, it's conditioning, it's programming, it's what she's taught. Oh, it's bad and this and that. I'm not saying that I'm not condoning the behavior, but what what will keep the behavior um, in existence is being energetically charged to it, having a strong judgment against it. You'll actually keep it in existence. When it's, it's almost like millionaires and billionaires don't really talk about money anymore. <laughs> Yeah. Because they're not charged to it anymore. They're not like, oh, money, money, money. They're just like, yeah, I've been there, done that, have it, whatever. Let's talk about, you know, food and tra- and you. And they're not charged <laughs> to it anymore. So we kind of get past this point of like, I don't, I don't care what you do. You can't hurt me. And like that's such a powerful place to be because then whatever they're expressing, you're being a source of love for them, not judgment. Yeah. So you can be a source of love without judgment if you're still in a phase where you're taking everything personal so you have to take responsibility and even right now if there's something that's hurting you in the relationship ask yourself why and you have to keep asking yourself that question well why why does him doing that hurt why does him ignore me like that hurt because because i think this Mm-hmm. It's, the origin of the pain is in your thought the source may be from him but the cause is from the story it's from your 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 mind so you take responsibility over the thoughts that hurt you and then realize, shit, no one's ever hurt me in my whole life. And when you get to that point, then you become like the confident, loving source in the relationship. And when you have two of those people, then it's just a really safe space. Yeah. 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 I totally just wrote down a little quote that you said there so I can quote you later. Um, <laughs> no big deal. Just quoting you. I, you know, when you were just describing that, I was thinking about this experience that I had in a relationship where I was just like, I couldn't, I couldn't even be around this person. I had gotten super triggered about something and in some of the work around it and getting coached around it and just like, just really digging into it. It was actually because I didn't like how I was showing up in the relationship. It had nothing to do with this other person at all, as it doesn't, as you just described. And it was one of the most freeing experiences to recognize that, A, I was totally in the driver's seat of what I was experiencing. And that it, it literally was just this beautiful mirror. Like everybody is just playing this teacher for us to, to really understand ourselves and our lives better. And I think it's such a beautiful thing when we can really claim that kind of just takes yeah. it back the, you know, the, not to use the word control, but, you know, it kind of gives us back the, the steering wheel, you know, in a sense. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a really beautiful thing too. Yeah. I'm, you know, okay. So I always want to hear this from the man perspective here. Like as women, when we're communicating to our partners, like what are some of the things that are maybe problematic that we're saying or not saying, or maybe some ways that we're showing up in relationships with men? And this could be not even just intimate relationships, but just men in general. Right. So, I mean, anytime there's two things that I see a lot is the passive, passive aggression, kind mm-hmm. of like anger, and then blame. So, yeah. well, yeah. I've been mad if you just took the trash out. Like you're, you're already in a place where you're putting, you're not in full responsibility, right? Because if you were, if you would have been happy, if he took the trash out, then at some point you can either ask for that agreement and he's either going to do it or not. If he doesn't do it, you're still choosing to be mad because he doesn't do it. That doesn't mean he's a bad 
provider or person. That could mean a million things. We don't know. We keep, we, here we are again, putting meaning on all this stuff. If you really wanted the trash out, then you can take it out right now. You might form some agreements like this, but agreements and, and these like, you do this and I do that, those can work, but everything is a stage. So that's a stage to then get to another stage where you're just both in natural action where things just flow and work. Right. And it's almost like there's a focus and intention for a certain thing. Like we're going to make dinner. And then the natural flow is, okay, that was really great. There's dishes and stuff out. Okay. That we don't both agree. We don't prefer to live this way with everything being out without speaking or asking or talking. I'm just going to start doing kind of what I would do if I was alone. So I'm going to start, Oh, Hey, he's helping. I should probably help We should just get without, it's kind of like this unspoken thing. You're just in flow. You're, you're aligned. So those, these little things that we put so much attention on, they kind of just get done. And if you expected your partner to do it, this is one of the traps expectation. Well, I just expected you to know. I just expected <laughs> you to be more aware of you know, my feelings. I'm just surprised that you weren't as thoughtful. What you're really saying is I'm in a very needy state right now. Mm-hmm. You're saying, I, I expected this of you and you didn't do it. So now I'm mad. Yeah. So I need, need more from you. Right. Versus taking responsibility for what you're making that mean. Yeah. Because if you, if your thoughts and emotions were so jumbled up and you expected them to catch on, if they didn't, who's responsibility is it to express yourself yeah yours it's not theirs to be like express yourself i'm going to keep asking a million <laughs> what's wrong what's wrong yeah what's wrong yeah you have to be be in that that responsibility yeah. i'll say so i'll say number one putting expectation like oh you just i just thought you would have done this i thought you would have known and holding that against people that can be oh man in any sort of relationship it's you're you're creating condition in the relationship yeah i love you if you do this and that and like you show up this way and that's not being unconditional you think about some of the people in your life you love so much and most of them they're so unconditional with you it's like Mm -hmm. you could forget their birthday you call the next day like oh it's all good i know you're busy and then that other person that's going to judge you you don't even want to call you just want to text them like hey sorry i missed your birthday because you don't you're not going to get judged. Even if they say, I'm kidding and I'm joking. Oh, I'm just messing around. But like, come on, you should know. It's kind of like, um, well, I didn't. And I can't change it. Yeah. So now, so what's, what is this? What actually mm. is about? A lot deeper than that. Yeah. So being expectation on like you should or should not. This is a, the worst way to communicate. Is should or should not. We're always just recreating the past. You should have done this. You should have done that. We're trying to change what is. It's a right. dead end. So uh, it's just yeah. right. And um, and then the passiveness, which is typically from a place of it's not safe to express what I really want, and we have to take responsibility over that. So if it's like, oh yeah, I just don't want to talk about my feelings, so I'm going to be a passive. And the guy actually wants to know what's going on. Well, I actually want to know what's going on with you. No, I'm, I'm fine. And whatever it is, you, there's, you just, we're creating so much challenge. And this could be, the guy does this a lot too, probably even more than the girl. So same, same thing. It's like, you're either transparent and open with how you're feeling and in full responsibility, or you're not. And when you're not, it just looks like, all, I mean, there's millions of forms of dysfunctional communication, you know? from having these false expectations to judgment, to being passive, to avoiding, right? Mm. Oh, I just need some space. Like this is the, this is the king of all of them. No, I'm fine. I just need space. And that could be true, but that's typically only true when you are wanting space is something that's only relevant to following your highest form of excitement or passion, mm. not trying to avoid anxiety because there's still fear in there. And what you're doing is you're saying, it's not okay for me to express fear in front of you. I need to go do it somewhere else more safe. And so what you really want to say is, I don't feel safe. I don't feel okay sharing something to you. But instead of saying that, you choose to be inauthentic and say, I'm going to go get space instead. Which sometimes, great. If that's what you need, great. But that's a stage. That, that's only going to create more delay, more pain, more time. 
Right. So yeah, you might need some space because that's the stage, but there's a stage where you're only going to need space. If it's like, if I wanted to go skydiving and my partner didn't, then I'm going to go have my own space while I skydive because it's not just, it's just re- not relevant for her to be there. Or if I'm going to have a guy's night or if the intention that I have only requires me and by bringing her along, it wouldn't enhance the situation or enhance her or my experience. If it would like be a detriment to her experience, like, Hey, we're going to go shoot pool with the guys and drink a bunch of beer. You want to come? She's probably like, no. I'm good. (laughs) My space here because this is what I want. And so that's that's when it's just you don't think about space that way. That's just kind of a natural thing. Mm -hmm. So when you say, oh man, I need, I just need some space, what you're really saying is I'm not willing to be 100% authentic with you right now. And both parties have to take responsibility for that one for the fear of being judged, and one for creating an environment that you're judging them or you're going to make uh, invalidate their, their feelings. Yeah. Their, right. Yeah. yeah. And so in that situation, like, what do you see as just in that moment? Like if we recognize that a, our partner is maybe not feeling comfortable being authentic with us or vulnerable in that moment, what do you think could be said in that, in that situation to create more safety? Well, so I'll, I'll just do it from my point of view. So if it was yeah. like Andrea, I just really need space. I need to process this. What I would say is you can have anything you want. If you want to talk now, that's perfect. If you want to talk later, that's perfect. Either way, love you. And I usually try to bring a little humor to the situation. Like there's not like humor is a secret weapon. You know? It's such a medicine, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You bring in like a little joke, even, you know, and they might be like, God, I hate when you do that, but I love it. You know, at the same yeah. time, because <laughs> the guy then appears to be unshakable. He's not shaken mm. by your emotional charge and what's going on which is all a a woman really wants is I want to know that you got me and I want to know that you're certain. So letting, letting them know that they can be however they want and say, Hey, if you want to do that, great. If you want to talk now, great. Either way, I'm, I'm not going to judge you. I love you. And you know, I'll be upstairs, you know, meditating over a boiling hot. I don't know. Something weird. (laughs) (laughs) over some over some chicken noodle soup right something weird and and i just found that it's like then they usually talk you you usually create a moment right there right so you just have to create create an environment that invites it lighten it up a little bit it's not the freaking end of the world Mm -hmm. never is yeah and just say you can do don't say don't you don't need space or why don't you talk to me now if that's what you want you know validate it usually when that stuff is validated they start feeling more safe yeah Yeah. Well, and like, and I think we all can distinguish here. Like we all want to feel safe. We all want to feel like we can share with our partners and sometimes we flex and flow in that. And just to be reminded is such a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah, It's really good. Really good. And I love that this is the the conversation went here too, because like, we gotta, we gotta get real about the fact that like men want to be in that kind of relationship with us. You know, I think we've had this idea for so long that men are just this way and they're this blanket statements of like, men are this, men are that. And the reality is, is we've been judging them (laughs) for a long time and men are not all those things. And so we got to give them space to show up differently and, yeah. you know, and, and show us who they really are, right? Instead of all of these things that we've learned through society, you know? Yeah. And what's so interesting is like, I was on a podcast like a month ago and the host, she said, she said, a lot of girls or women will say to their partner, they'll say, I really want you to be more open with me. And then they're open and then they get criticized. From yes. Now you're open. You're, you stop completely. You're complaining so much. Like, providing. <gasps> like, what do you, and they get, they get judged and then the man goes oh i just confirmed the stereotype i yeah. shouldn't like this and then that's when yeah, they leave and then they go well it's not safe for me to do this so i'd rather just tell a white lie like that relationship i never i had that one lie that ate me up i told when i told that lie or when i told the truth i felt reborn it was like that one relationship i gained so much knowledge because we did everything horrible to each other you can imagine over like two years so it like was the training grounds and built my foundation of what I, I can have now. Um, but as soon, so I told, I, I told the truth. Oh my God, it felt so good. But then because I was judged so bad and because the reaction was so bad, I thought, okay, well, 
I can never mess up or do anything. I can't even, I can't even look at someone, you know, like I was putting all this restriction on me, which didn't feel good. And the smallest things that I know would upset her, but not really her would upset her insecurities. It would upset her ego. So I'm playing to this game of, oh, well, you know, if, you know, this is in high school. So if you like that person's photo, you're doing this and all these, these things. So if those things happened, and even if I had a good intention, I would have to make, I would feel like I had to make a white lie. Oh no, that wasn't me. That was my friend. No big deal. Cause in my mind it was, oh, I don't, I don't want to just create an argument because that shit doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know, like who cares? And that was, that was how I would justify it versus like, Hey, let's have a conversation about that. I mean, in that, in that point, I wouldn't choose to be with a partner that couldn't give me the space to express without judgment. So if that's the case, if you, if there's stuff you want to talk about and they're not changing and it's not that you need them to change to say you could leave the relationship and still love that person. Mm -hmm. But if you're, your, your expression, which is your true self is not validated by the other person. They're not helping you become more of you. They want you to stay as someone else to fit the idea of who they think you should be. So the, the, I'd say if there was one marker to realize, am I in a great relationship or not? Does this person allow me to be more of who I am or not? That's it. And when you're not who you are, then you're, you're allowing yourself to be controlled and fit the idea of who they need you to be. So you're either doing that or you're free to be and do and say whatever you want without judgment. Yeah. Type of way. Those are really the two. That's big. That feels, yeah. that feels like a little bit of a mic drop moment. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of questions floating around and like, how do I know I'm in, you know, the right relationship or the best relationship for me or any of these kinds of things. And like a lot of confusion and kind of back and forth. And I think that was a really, really clear idea mm-hmm. here. Like, is this allowing me to be more of who I am or not? Yeah. Very, very clear understanding there. Yeah. So good. This has been really valuable. I feel like you covered a lot of ground. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, this is good. Seriously. So if we were to kind of wrap this up at all in a bow, if there was one thing that you want the listeners to take from this conversation, what would it be? Well, I'd say be in full responsibility. And like, this is a a broken, I sound like a broken record because so many people talk about this in relationships, but be in full responsibility for your triggers and how you're feeling. The minute you say you made me feel this way, you're already out of that. So as long as you're taking responsibility and you're never in blame, but you're just allowing yourself to feel what comes up, if you're able to share that, and you don't have to share that. Remember, some stuff, if you want to process it alone, you can do that too. There's no, there's there's not one or two ways. There's never just two ways. It's never black and white, right? But Allow yourself to take full responsibility over what triggers you about your partner and create a dialogue and a communication where both of you can agree to be able to share those things because it's a powerful space. If, if, cause if you think about a relationship, a successful relationship isn't just being happy all the time, but it's creating a space where you can keep reaching new levels of happiness together and keep letting go of what's keeping you from that. So it's okay. Do we, do we have a relationship that allows us to keep letting go of our own stuff and reaching new heights together? And if you just agree on that, you say, well, the reason we're going to talk about our triggers is because we're going to reach like greater heights, greater, more space, more happiness, more intimacy. Mm -hmm. If that is one of the foundational intentions of the relationship like hey this is actually we're not really in a relationship we're in a personal growth incubator together and can we agree on that you yeah. know like <laughs> we willing to, to travel together and just like i feel so supportive with andrea because and so fortunate because when we met this is like we shared what, what do you believe about relationships oh i believe this and that nice. and we got to this place where it's like wow we really see them the same way and a lot of this stuff remember it's not that you have to know and collect all this information but when you're in alignment with who you really are you'll find relationships that you just share views that work for you like it just 
you know, Andrew and I, we couldn't, if we didn't have that conversation, we'd still be at a similar place because of the alignment that brought us together. So don't get too in your head about what should I and should I not do? Just take responsibility for your alignment and yourself and be in full responsibility and you'll be the example for the other person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so good. So good, ladies. Hopefully you took notes. I know I did. <laughs> awesome. What can we expect to see more from you this year? This year? Well, so more retreats. I'm launching. This is really cool. So this came to me. Andrea just got certified in um, access consciousness. Oh, so. yeah. I saw this on uh, on Instagram the other day. It sounds fascinating. Yeah. yeah. So she's booking all these clients and whatnot. When she was practicing on me, I got certified as well. Cool. She's practicing. I got all this clarity. Um, I had some ideas, but it wasn't really clear. And I just like, boom, download. Like, oh my, it was, it was like packet information, 30 minutes of just laying there thinking and having so much fun in my mind, you know? Wow. So all this clarity. And I was like, okay, I know exactly what I'm doing. Cause I've been, you know, with coaching workshops, retreats, um, group works, online group programs, all this stuff. And it was almost like my big net okay, let's see what is, is like what I really love and where I, I, I serve the best. Now, how can I bring it all together? So I'm launching something called the Seekers Academy. And it's where seekers become masters. And it's going to combine um, learn-as-you-go programs and modules, guest speakers, live events, um, weekly meetups, podcasts. It's literally going to be a, almost every form of learning. Cool. And it's going to be a, a real live, like, academy type of, of feel so really excited for that and retreats i love hosting retreats i'm going to hawaii like i told you um next month and i think either guatemala or um maybe like bali will be the next one so look out for that and uh yeah so cool and we will put the links and everything to brandon's stuff and his social media and everything and i recommend you go follow Go get, get on his social. You post some really cool stuff. And I always love anytime I see something that you are putting out there, it's just, you're, you're always bringing that kind of thought provoking, heart provoking, you know, just stop for a moment and really check in. So thanks for the work that you're doing truly for men and for women. Cause I know that you are bringing it for all of us. So thank you yeah. for that. And you're I really welcome. appreciate this conversation yeah, and this ladies reach out to us and share with with us what you received from this too, you know, yeah. like. I always say at the end of these episodes, and I love hearing just like if you get an insight or an idea or like a practice, something that you're going to take on and, and put into your daily life. I mean, it's even if it's not a question, we love to hear from you because sometimes it's just the act of being witnessed in it and just sharing it with somebody that really kind of like solidifies it and has you really stand in that for yourself. So we always welcome you. And I'm sure Brandon would love to hear from you as well, just anything that you received and really appreciate you sharing about your relationship too. It's kind of cool to hear just like a little behind the curtain, you know, like what's it really like and from a male perspective. So we really appreciate that. And I know the ladies are going to totally love this one. So thanks again for coming on. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks. And thanks for tuning in ladies. We'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye.